I hope you enjoyed last week's Q&A episode where I answered your questions. If you missed it, please go back and listen to episode 52. Today, I want to talk about mental health. It's the topic that millennials are pretty comfortable talking about, but the generations before them, not so much. But mental health has been a significant concern over the last few years, particularly due to the COVID-19 pandemic and its associated lockdowns, social isolation, and economic instability. The pandemic has caused increased levels of anxiety, depression, and stress in many individuals as they face uncertainty about the future, concerns for their health and that of their loved ones, and disruption to their daily routines. Life has gone back to quote-unquote normal, but it really is a new normal, right? We have fewer workers, especially in the retail industry, resulting in longer lines in stores, slower response times, and sometimes you can't even get a person on the line when you need to reach a company by phone. And it's not just the retail industry. There are long waits, in some cases, for doctor appointments, especially specialists, and for some procedures. We're also dealing with food shortages, inflation, businesses and banking system glitches and collapses, churches resuming in-person services, but facing, in some cases, declining memberships. Moreover, there have been increased incidents of racial injustice and violence, natural disasters, and political tensions, which have only added to the already existing mental health challenges. In response, mental health awareness campaigns, online therapy services, and mental health resources have become more widespread. Many people have also sought help from mental health professionals and support groups, and there has been an increased recognition of the importance of taking care of mental health. Despite all this, there is still a stigma associated with mental health, and many people continue to struggle with mental health challenges without seeking help. They silently suffer. What has concerned me is the anger, the vitriol, and the inability to have disagreements and healthy dialogue in this country, especially during the presidential elections and during the pandemic. People seem to have shorter tempers and limited capacities to handle pressure or stress and stressful situations. Now, I'm aware that some of these issues were there before COVID-19 showed up on the scene, but it does seem that the number and the intensity have increased exponentially since 2020. Overall, the last few years have highlighted the need for increased awareness and support for mental health and the importance of providing accessible and effective mental health services for all individuals, including our children who had to abruptly isolate themselves from their friends, stop their extracurricular activities, and participate in remote learning, which created some lapses in learning. We should always remember their mental health has been affected as well. And then there are the parents whose children are having mental health issues, who have to support their children while trying to simultaneously cope with life after the pandemic themselves. 
I spoke off the record with a person in the mental health field who has confirmed that there has been an increase since the pandemic of mental health visits, including suicides, suicidal attempts, and drug usage. This is what that person wanted to say to parents who are supporting their children experiencing mental health issues. It is important that parents supporting children who are struggling know that they aren't alone. It's okay to ask for support. There are organizations out there to help families. Also remember that as a parent, you are going to go through a lot of feelings and struggles. It is good to seek support or counseling for yourself as you are helping your child through this. You are going to deal with some intense emotions when your child is mentally ill. You may be the person who has to clean the wounds after your child has self-harmed or attempted suicide. And that alone, you need to process separately from helping your child. It is incredibly traumatic for you as the parent to have to deal with that. That's a great and necessary reminder for any parent who finds him or herself in that position. What I additionally want to say today is, none of us is exempt from the hardships of life. Sometimes life overwhelms us or we experience something devastating that affects us in ways we can't immediately recover from. When and if that happens to you, professional counseling is a useful and sometimes necessary tool to help you work through trauma or overcome adversity and hardship. You know, there's a biblical account where a prophet named Elijah, who had done great feats for God, such as he prayed for rain and it came after a seven-year drought. He called down actual fire from heaven. He turned a whole nation of people back to God. He took out something like 850 pagan prophets in a showdown. He had super speed and outran a king's chariot. Great feats. But then a person named Queen Jezebel threatened his life. So in fear, Elijah went on the run and he was separated for a time from human interaction, essentially isolation. And he felt lonely and down. Elijah was experiencing severe depression, so much so that he was suicidal and he wanted to die. This can be found true of so many of us. Right after a mountaintop experience, you find yourself in a valley. And the valley can cause you to become depressed. And when you're depressed, your perspective is altered in such a way that you can't think or you can't see clearly. And you don't believe that the situation or the feeling will ever end. So Elijah, who was isolated, depressed, and physically exhausted, ends up crying out to God, telling him there's no hope for his situation. He was, as I said before, suicidal. God had to help Elijah see past himself and know that he wasn't alone. He had to help him get rid of his myopic thinking. But Elijah also needed some rest and he needed some food to take care of his physical body. Similarly, sometimes you need to pray, read the Bible, exercise your faith alongside practicing self-care and talking to an expert who can help you get another perspective and see clearly again. Faith and counseling are not mutually exclusive. 
Sometimes both are needed. You can have Jesus and therapy. You know, there are many reasons to seek professional help. I sought counseling for myself after giving birth to my firstborn child. I was fine until I gave birth. And I didn't cope well once he was born. I had lost my own mother on Mother's Day right before I found out I was pregnant with him. And I pushed her death out of my mind to focus on the pregnancy. And a counselor helped me to see that the depression I was experiencing was situational. It was based on the fact that I had delayed grieving my mother until I realized she wasn't here to celebrate and help me with my firstborn child. A wise woman whom I trusted called me one day to tell me that I wasn't coping well and that I should consider counseling. That is what got the ball rolling for me, and I'm so glad I got help. The counselor encouraged me to find a support group of moms, and I did. I joined an organization called MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers. Those women, my faith, and my church at the time helped me through a really dark time in my life. But counseling was the main reason for the fog being lifted from my life. Also, that very wise woman took me to lunch one day and she helped me understand why seeking professional help was so important for me. She said to me ever so gently, I know you lost your mom, but wouldn't it be a shame for your kids to lose their mom too, and you're still here among the living. This is why I keep saying over and over again, you have to have trusted truth tellers in your life, not yes people, because sometimes your life and your mental health may depend on them caring enough about you to tell you the truth about your situation and about what's happening, what's really happening in your life. I sought help even though I had never been to counseling before, because that wise woman helped me realize if I didn't get help, my unhealed self could negatively affect my kids, my family, and I didn't want my individual problem to become a generational problem. And my pastor at the time connected me with a Christian counselor, which was my preference. So please know that your pastor or your spiritual leader can be a resource to point you in the direction of professional help. And even if you're not a Christian, what I am saying today still applies. Get professional help if you need it, or if you're having a hard time dealing with something that has happened to you. There are plenty of qualified non-Christian counselors as well. Next week, I'll be back to speak with a mental health professional who will discuss this topic in more detail. I hope you'll join me for that discussion. Bye for now.